to the European Health Journal Case Reports 2020. My name is Dr. Saad Fayaz and I'm one of the podcast editors. Today we'll be discussing a case series by Gregoire Mazuli et al. from the Department of Cardiology at the University Hospital of Clermont-Ferrand in France, entitled Sudden Cardiac Death Risk in Contact Sports Increased by Myocarditis, a case series. The authors present two cases of life-threatening ventricular arrhythmia following non-penetrating blunt chest wall trauma whilst playing contact sports. The first patient details a 26-year-old male who described transient loss of consciousness following blunt chest wall trauma whilst playing in a competitive rugby game. Preceding the loss of consciousness, he described regular, rapid palpitations. He suffered no head trauma and was admitted to hospital for evaluation. He had previously been diagnosed with viral myocarditis 10 years prior on the basis of Coxsackie B IgM antibody testing, electrocardiographic changes demonstrating diffuse ST elevation, troponin elevation, and a cardiac magnetic resonance scan demonstrating late gadolinium enhancement in the inferolateral wall. He was treated with a course of non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, aspirin, for three weeks. He was followed up and underwent an exercise test which did not provoke any ischemia or arrhythmia. A surveillance cardiac MRI 11 months after the initial episode confirmed fibrosis in the inferolateral wall along with myocardial wall thinning and normal left ventricular systolic function with an ejection fraction of 71%. In accordance with the guidelines, he did not participate in sports for six months following which he resumed competitive training. He subsequently underwent annual transthoracic echocardiograms, 12 lead ECG and clinical assessment with no significant findings. On the acute admission, he disclosed he had experienced similar symptoms on chest wall impact in the past. Cardiovascular and neurological examination were unremarkable. High sensitivity troponin was elevated at 35 nanograms per litre and the 12 lead ECG demonstrated sinus rhythm and normal QT interval and similar appearances to previous ECGs with inferior QRS fragmentation. A repeat CMR was comparable with the surveillance CMR following the myocarditis episode, and an up-to-date transthoracic echocardiogram was unremarkable. Prolonged monitoring did not demonstrate any arrhythmia. An electrophysiological study was undertaken, and on right ventricular apical pacing, a sustained monomorphic ventricular tachycardia from the left ventricular lateral wall was induced. This reproduced a patient's symptoms, and subsequently, a secondary prevention subcutaneous implantable cardiac defibrillator was implanted, and he was commenced on beta blocker therapy. He later underwent a VT ablation and dissuaded from continuing high-intensity sport. The second case summary describes a 22-year-old professional rugby player with no known past medical history. Following a direct blow to the chest wall, he transiently lost consciousness, but recovered sufficiently to reach the edge of the field with support. He then proceeded to lose consciousness briefly several times before suffering a cardiac arrest. Upon arrival by the emergency services, he was found to be unconscious, gasping for air and in ventricular fibrillation. It was felt his condition had not been fully realised and he had likely been in this state for a few minutes. He was defibrillated with a single shock which precipitated an agonal rhythm. Following prolonged cardiopulmonary resuscitation, he was pronounced dead on scene. 
A post-mortem examination was requested and discovered myocardial fibrosis in the anterior interventricular septum extending over the anterior, lateral and lower aspects of the myocardium with no acute features. This was felt to reflect a previous myocarditis. The left ventricular cavity dimensions and mass were within normal limits for age and his athletic background. A screening ECG and transthoracic echocardiogram 10 months prior had been reassuringly normal. On interrogation of GP records and on discussion with his family, there was no clear clinical history of myocarditis. Discussion The authors present two performance athletes suffering ventricular arrhythmia on a background of myocardial scarring from myocarditis. Commotio cordis is a rare but well-described phenomenon in which blunt chest wall trauma precipitates ventricular arrhythmia through myocardial depolarization with an R on T phenomenon. It has been estimated to be responsible for 3% of sudden cardiac death during sporting activity, but this is a diagnosis of exclusion following post-mortem and assessment for other causes of sudden cardiac death. Myocarditis, by comparison, is a common non-ischemic inflammatory disease of the myocardium, typically caused by viruses resulting in a pericarditis with myocardial inflammation and cardiac biomarkers of myocyte necrosis. It can have a heterogeneous clinical presentation which can make diagnosis and therefore estimates of incidents challenging. The presentation can range from chorizal symptoms with malaise, fatigue and diarrhea at one extreme versus atrial or ventricular arrhythmias, heart failure, cardiogenic shock and sudden cardiac death at the other. The diagnosis can be supported with an echocardiogram in the acute phase showing a normal left ventricular cavity with increased wall thickness indicative of myocardial edema or with mild dilatation and thinning of the myocardial wall. The left ventricular function varies from normal to severely depressed with possible regional wall motion abnormalities. Cardiac magnetic resonance imaging is a useful and highly sensitive test, particularly with the Lake Louise criteria and T1-T2 mapping. Approximately half of individuals have complete recovery of left ventricular function within 30 days. A quarter show persisting LV dysfunction, whilst 12-25% to progress to fulminant heart failure. Myocarditis is a well-established risk factor for sudden cardiac death and accounts for between 2 and 20% of sudden cardiac death in athletes. Furthermore, in animal studies, exercise with myocarditis seems to provoke an accelerated inflammatory response which may give some insight into the underlying mechanisms of sudden cardiac death with exercise. The leading causes of sudden cardiac death in athletes are iron channel or electrical disorders, cardiomyopathies, most commonly hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, anomalous coronary arteries and coronary artery disease in the veteran athlete. As per the recent European Society of Cardiology Sports Cardiology Guidelines, athletes with myocarditis are advised to abstain from sports whilst active inflammation is present, irrespective of age, sex and degree of left ventricular systolic dysfunction. The duration of inflammation is highly variable and may take several months for complete resolution. A three to six month period of abstinence is generally recommended. Following complete recovery, athletes should undergo comprehensive evaluation to permit risk stratification. This involves repeat biomarker evaluation, imaging assessment with echocardiography and halter monitoring. If there is no evidence of active inflammation, they should also undergo an exercise test. 
Repeat cardiac MRIs indicated if there had been evidence of myocardial edema or late gadolinium enhancement in the acute illness. Left ventricular dysfunction, the pattern or extent of late gadolinium enhancement, particularly if more than 20%, and ventricular arrhythmias during exercise are all adverse risk markers which may preclude return to competitive sport. Therefore, return to sport is considered in asymptomatic individuals with normal biomarkers, normal left ventricular function, no evidence of ongoing inflammation or myocardial fibrosis, with good functional capacity and in the absence of complex arrhythmia and exercise testing and prolonged halter monitoring. Individuals with previous myocarditis are recommended to remain under surveillance due to the risk of recurrence and silent progression. The presence of late gadolinium enhancement during the acute phase is an independent predictor of cardiovascular events and therefore annual review is advised. Chest wall trauma during certain sports is common and may potentially precipitate life-threatening arrhythmias. Similarly, myocardial fibrosis following myocarditis may be a substrate for ventricular arrhythmia. A combination of the two may theoretically increase the risk of sudden cardiac death, and this may be pertinent in the post-COVID-19 era, in which myocardial injury and scar may be more prevalent. Pre-participation screening is itself a contentious topic. This can involve history and physical examination, and an ECG depending on the sporting organisation. The ECG was previously associated with a high false positive rate, leading to unnecessary downstream investigation, which may incur financial cost and induce unnecessary anxiety. The updated 2017 International Criteria for ECG Screening in Athletes has refined the sensitivity and specificity further compared with the previous guideline recommendations. Many of the leading causes of sudden cardiac death in athletes, such as the cardiomyopathies and channelopathies, are likely to have ECG changes. However, the yield of ECG abnormalities in myocarditis associated with myocardial fibrosis is not known, and this may make identification of such athletes potentially at risk of sudden cardiac death more challenging. Learning points. Myocarditis may increase the risk of life-threatening arrhythmia related to blunt chest wall trauma. A dedicated somatic assessment and protection measures aiming to reduce chest wall contacts should be considered in sports at risk. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this fascinating case series of ventricular arrhythmia on a background of myocarditis. Please do visit academic.oup.com forward slash EHJCR to read this article in full with the references and review other case reports. The music is Computer by State Shirt.